It is time for a freewheeling, easy talker. No prep, no editing. Usually this is where I say I don't like doing these kinds of podcasts. But I used to love doing these kinds of podcasts, and I think the the difference is these days, I have to be a little bit more careful what I do because I've done so many things. And my mind tends to run in tracks, so it can be repetitive. And if I just do podcasts where it's just off the top of my head, sometimes we end up with repetitive types of podcasts, and I don't like that. The other thing is I tend to, and I'm going to do it in this podcast because it's what I want to talk about, I tend to refer or get back into the framework or the time frame or the framing of uh, current events stuff, which kills the travel vibe almost immediately. Now, in this particular instance, I seem to have figured out a way to do this. Talk about some current event stuff with kind of a light, foggy, kind of gauzy focus rather than drilling down and banging on your head. We're just going to have a conversation about stuff because from my perspective and the perspective of the nomad, sitting out here in the near full moonlight in the desert, something like 86 degrees, 70 degrees, 90 degrees at, at you know, it's full dark now at whatever time it is, 8.30 p.m. You know, this stuff hits us as well. And as you know, I've talked about this stuff, the stuff I'm going to talk about in kind of a gauzy focus, you know, more than once as it relates to the nomads. So... I think what we'll call this podcast is Take It With a Grain of Salt. (laughs) Podcast 1073, the Bob Davis podcast. As always, I'm pitching for 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis at 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue in Lynn Lake. Down with the community. Great deal on fuel such as fuel is, every penny that you save is worth it. I shop price for gas for sure. Well, it's diesel, especially diesel. As we watch the price of fuel, the price of crude with uh, the eyes of a hawk, the cool thing about 36 Lynn is the store. They uh, have lots of locally sourced products in the store. I think a while back they had some kind of honey that was unique to not just Minnesota, but Minneapolis, stuff like that. And they're really into it. They're getting famous for it. So stop by 36 Lynn, check out the store, say hi, fill up, get some coffee. And uh, and thanks, you guys, for sponsoring the Bob Davis podcast. Click on the banner at the top of the page uh, that says 36 Lynn. You can, you can see it. It's a beautiful banner, by the way. Thank you, Mitch Rosso. Or you can visit them at 36lynn.com. So out here, we watch YouTube. And the reason for that is usually it's just a matter of um, reception and power. Now, behind me, 
you can sort of hear somebody's got their generator on. And that's a fifth wheel over there. They usually come with big screen TVs and air conditioning. Now, it's very pleasant out here. I don't understand air conditioning, to tell you the truth, especially when you're camping. You got you to gotta get used to the heat. And the heat's going to dissipate. You know, it's, I got here uh, almost two weeks ago now. When I got here at the very beginning of October, the highs were 105, 106, 108, and the lows were in the 90s. And everybody locally was saying, wow, it's a little bit warm for this time of the year. Usually it cools down. We just had a huge storm last couple of days. And uh, I put some pictures up on, the, on Instagram and, and Facebook showing... And it's been great to just sit out here in the sun and just get get burned, sleep, eat, relax, rest, which is what I've been doing. But we watch YouTube. Almost everybody I know that, that does this, rather than, than fire up the generator and watch television, most people, unless they have three kilowatts of uh, solar and you know a full array, they watch YouTube. And generally, I think with nomads, it's kind of informational. It's, well, i got to watch this guy and find out what kind of battery to get. Or I've got to find out, uh, you know, get some information on this place I'm going to. So it's between, you know, and, and you can use your phone to do it. So some people have iPads or some device. Most people just watch YouTube on their phone, and I'm no exception. And I watch a lot of YouTube. And it's can, it can be difficult because I tend to the news side. I tend to lean to the news side. And I want to talk about the seriousness of this moment a little bit. And again, in a gauzy focus. I'm not going to trigger you or beat on your brain with a lot of facts and figures and, uh, and positions. Because the truth is, I don't know. You don't know. They don't know. They just act like they do know. But nobody really knows. And as we have watched this situation with Russia and Ukraine develop, it's reaching the point where if you follow the media coverage, it it is literally watching like uh, sports coverage. And there's something really wrong with that. You know, it's... uh, it's like watching Monday Night Football. You know, well, here we got the quarterback from the, you know, 1978 Dolphins, and he's going to tell us why this uh, defense system works for Chicago. And we're going to stand him up in front of this big monitor, and he's going to point, and there's going to be, you know, you know the drill. Everybody's watched pro football or baseball and the tools that are employed to cover those things or weather events the way media covers them and of course all the major outlets are on youtube in addition to people who have no idea what they're talking about can't pronounce the names of towns can't and they're all with the maps (laughs) they all have maps and they're all showing you what happened today and rah 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 we're supposed to cheer uh for the good side uh and I think that's interesting because, I mean, we know who the good side is, right? But the question that is driving me crazy, that is constantly asked on these channels, whether it's uh, 
Times Radio or Channel 4 or CNN, especially CNN. It doesn't matter whether it's Ben Hodges or David Petraeus or, uh, uh, you know, some former CIA flunky or some former, you know, major, you know, former captain, (laughs) former major, you know, whatever. The very first question these reporters will invariably ask is, do you think that Putin will use nuclear weapons? Because he has threatened. And of course, they all say, well, they have a measure. We've got to watch it. And, you know, we're paying very close attention to it, depending on what their position is or where they are. And I've watched this question develop over the last few weeks because I've been following this story as closely as I followed the financial stuff. And, and those culminated into podcasts, actually four podcasts, about what to look for and why I thought we were going to end up with deflation at some point and so on. So this military thing is just as much because none of these guys say, and this is what I would say if I was, uh, you know, one of these guys, this is what I would say. And of course, they'd never have me back. When, When Fareed Zakaya or whatever his name is said, you know, do, and this is how he asked the questions, do you think Putin will use nuclear right yeah I got it and it takes him 10 more minutes to ask ask the question because it's it's a two it's a 10 minute long interview with virtually no content because this guy takes forever to ask the question and he's not the only one they all do it they cannot wait to ask the questions and say the word nuclear conflict they're breathlessly desirous of asking this question about nuclear conflict and the response is always this measured, well, we're keeping an eye on it and we have to do this. And, and some of them are more uh, expressive than others. And this is, what will we do? You know, well, you know, the president said on television, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. What can we do? Right? So the answer to the question is, yes, I do. I think he will use them. Is that what you want to hear? Because the reality is that's what we're dealing with. The reality is that we've got ourselves into this thing, for better or for worse, for right or for wrong, and we're dealing with a nuclear power. And it's touchy, and it's complex. And these the, the guys that he doesn't want to win are winning. We're dealing with a dictator. We're dealing with, essentially, uh, a, a G20 state that has basically failed, for whatever reason, or is close to failing, for obvious reasons. The sanctions aren't all of it, but it's just... Uh, People are, are, they want their freedom. I don't care where they live. I don't care if they live in, you know, on the south side of Chicago or in the middle of North Korea or wherever. They just want to be left alone. And some places that's very difficult. Anyway, they should just say, yeah, he's going to use them. And then we're going to be into a whole, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift our reality shockingly. And we're, we're all going, people are going to be in an absolute panic because he is going to use them. That's, that's what they should say. Is that what you want to hear? Yes, they're going to use them. Well, uh, what will we do? Well, there's really nothing we can do because if we decide to respond in kind, then you're talking about thermonuclear warfare. Is that what you want to hear? Because that's really what you're dealing with. 
And as, and as I sit out here and I'm reluctant, as I even speak this, I'm reluctant to post this podcast, but I think it's important that we consider this because I know people are. Uh, I was in a, uh, a grocery store here in Quartzsite not too long ago, and some old guy, you know, saw my truck, and he says, you know, are you setting them straight on your podcast? And I said, I don't do that anymore. I just don't do it. I think I talked about that in another podcast. And I don't know why it is with certain men that their sons always have to be doing some amazing thing. They always have to be in special forces or, you know, flying a strategic bomber or something. They can't just be, you know, a GI, a, you know, a grunt. Well, my son's a private and he's out there. He says, well, my son has got himself a 50 caliber sniper rifle and they're getting ready to put him in over there. And he opened the statement by saying, uh, you know, World War III already started in uh, four months ago or five months ago or seven months ago or whatever it is. And we just don't know it. Well, technically, that's really not correct. And, you know, rhetoric, I don't blame somebody who's just a person. But rhetoric has a, has a way of, of uh, sort of working its way into people's minds. That's one of the things that these guys said. World War III, question mark, nuclear weapons, question mark. It's the same kind of thing that you hear all the time with... Um, people throwing around the term civil war which is in my personal opinion extremely dangerous because people just don't understand what that actually means and I'll just leave it at that because I said I was going to keep this in kind of a gauzy focus so that's what we're we're, we're up against in terms of keeping uh, an equilibrium out here is this deep concern and I think it's justified that, that we we could really be in a very dangerous situation for all of us. And I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Now, we can move. So, you know, the mind runs to the the idea, where do I go? You know, what do I do? Where do I go? Where can I go? That kind of thing. There are, ma- there are fallout maps on... Uh, various spots on the internet if you understand how to search where you type in something in the window and hit go (laughs) that's pretty much how you search so i don't know how valuable or accurate those maps are but then again in the second half of the podcast we're going to leave the the russia ukraine situation and the and my obvious concerns and i I've said I'm not going to talk about it because there is nothing further that I can add. I don't have military service. I wasn't a general. I'm not working for NATO. I'm not on the ground. Uh, I don't. I. I don't really. Uh, there's nothing that I could add to to make you feel any better or know that feel that you know any more than you know now if you're paying any attention to it all. The irritation is people who don't know what they're talking about telling everybody what's going to happen. I know for sure this is a very dangerous situation and could get out of hand real quick. And it'll be a surprise to everyone if it does because everyone thinks it's going to be over and we're going to win, quote unquote. We're going to win. But we don't know if any of that is true. We still have to play the game to find out what the results are going to be. And it's unfortunate that we have to be subjected to this sports coverage approach to media 
And this story has taken over the financial story of late. And we're going to talk about the financial part of it in the second half of this podcast. What did I say recently about the need for the ability to breathe, to relax, to get a moment where you can be in your body, you can reacquire the, you know, the now, get some stretching in, and uh, take a little break for yourself and your team or your family. So if you're interested in doing that, then let me recommend BU Enterprises. They have a, a, a whole big, uh, you know, bag of tricks, <laughs> better known as a toolbox, that they can do, uh, and they do it all with Zoom or some other conferencing application, and they can work with corporate teams, they can work with business teams, they can do it right at people's desks, or they can do neighborhoods, they can do friends and family, and, you know, if you just spend a half hour to an hour a day doing something, it makes a huge difference in terms of your mental health. And this is what BU Enterprises is all about. This is their dedication. And it's one of the reasons that, um, that Juliet wants me to advertise, uh, you know, this team and these people at BU because she really wants to help people um, get through it all. And she's just as busy as everybody else is running around doing stuff. And so she really understands the value of this. So if you want more information, click on the banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com that says B-U-B-E-Y-O-U, B-U Enterprises, uh, or just visit them online at buenterprises.com. And the other thing is the, the financial stuff. I did a couple of uh, economic podcasts. I was reluctant to do them, but I felt that I needed to for nomads because I felt that uh, nomads may not be fully aware of all of the wheels turning in the financial system and I spent six months I mean I spent well I mean I'm still doing it and that was uh, when I got to Quartzsite last winter so I got to Quartzsite at the end of October last year I'm pretty sure maybe even November and that was the beginning of the, the big run-up in fuel prices. So I think at that time it was 414 or something in Quartzsite at the Loves. Maybe a little cheaper over at the One Arco or in Parker on the uh, Colorado Indian Reservation. Or more expensive, depending on what you did. So I was interested in saying, I, I'm gonna, I have to stop. I didn't intend to spend all winter here. I didn't in intend to make all the friends I made. I didn't intend to have the great experience that I had. I had Thanksgiving out here. Uh, shout out to Big O. I had uh, Christmas dinner out here. Shout out to Darcy, the camp host, for pulling us all together. And the two Marks and uh, Sandy, the most amazing person loving, wonderful person that I met and uh, everyone else that was out. Joe, who who became addicted to my coffee, having the fires every night, uh, and, and everybody. 
and I can't mention everybody because half the time I can't remember, but then I remember later and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't say, you know, this little group of us that was so great. And then later going over to Mitchry Lake uh, and, and making a whole new set of friends, Alicia and Mike and uh, Julia and Martin, who was the maintenance guy at the BLM down here, the Yuma just great and i just ran into martin the other day so you you meet people and you have friends and you see them driving by you're like oh my god that's you know and i didn't expect to have that experience it was really great i did it because i wanted to save i didn't want to drive around i wanted to save money on fuel and that's how i became more focused on and interested in what exactly was going on and i'm getting very impatient I do believe that uh, my assessment, which was arrived at after sifting through an awful lot of information and, and, and not just watching YouTube videos, but also what, you know, finding people that I think were, are pretty genuine and interested in, in, in actually moving this story, story forward financially. And I think we're on track but I'm a little shocked at a lot of these guys who started out sort of singing the praises of deflation and, gee whiz, the Federal Reserve is spending all this money on quantitative uh, easing and this is terrible. And if you listen to podcast 1068, I'd recommend 1069. But then there's some other podcasts from January and February of 2022, which are also pretty uh, prescient about uh, where we are sort of hanging right now in terms of where we're at economically. But these guys now suddenly, suddenly the Fed had better pivot, which means to say the Fed should stop increasing interest rates, stop quantitative tightening, which is removing liquidity from the system. Again, I described all that in 1069 uh, to the tune of $95 billion a month. And they want suddenly now they're they're proponents of of pausing on the interest rate hikes and uh, maybe starting q quantitative easing again and stopping the quantitative tightening which they thought was a great idea six months ago and this is part of the reason the markets have been faltering and i'm watching the crude markets very closely and they're up and down and of course today was a day that they announced the saudis announced that they were going to uh, cut back on production and everybody freaks out. They're doing that on purpose because they just don't like Joe Biden and all this other stuff. If you look at demand right now, we're in kind of a demand, uh, even though the long-term trend for demand for uh, crude is up, at least projected to be up in 23 and 24. Right now we're kind of in a lower period. And so these oil companies start to cut back in production because when they put the pedal to the metal and demand uh, you're pushing on a string basically demand goes down they take a bath because they have to store that oil or they have to sell it cheap i still think i still disagree i don't think the long-term trend uh for oil consumption is up i think it's going to be down for a lot of reasons i think we're heading into a worldwide recession that's probably a depression and, you know, I, I don't like analysts who say that and then three months later start, you know, whining about how the Fed needs to stop doing this or the Fed's going to pivot or this is going to happen or that's going to happen. 
I mean, this is just my personal opinion. And of course, I'm rooting for lower fuel prices and a recession because I think we need it. And that's my own personal opinion for a lot of reasons. We got a lot of companies that just need to go away. Facebook's one of them, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And that's my personal bias. But at least I stick to my personal bias. So to summarize, this is a very, very, very difficult time. I think it's probably one of the most difficult times since, um, since the, the, the 20s. And we're not even at that point yet. We're not at 1929. Actually, I should have said the 30s. And I remember I used to talk about, I'm fascinated with the 1920s and 30s in the United States. Fascinated with the uh, boom of the 1920s and the Depression era, 1930 through, really, 1946. And the stock market did not return to its 1929 levels until 1950. And everyone thought it was going to be, quote-unquote, transitory. And it was a very, very difficult time. But they experienced it in color. So for people who were doing whatever they did in the 1930s, they saw the world just like you and I see the world, in full color, unless you're colorblind. You know, we full stereo sound and color. It was not uh, a black and white experience for people, meaning... Everything didn't look like a Depression-era black-and-white photograph. They experienced that world in color, just as we are experiencing a world that doesn't make any sense anymore, to be quite honest with you. We're, we're, watching, we're watching systems, ideas, structures internationally break down and fall away. And there doesn't... I mean, nobody's really thought about what we're going to need to do to replace those structures as they fall away for whatever reason. And if, and if things get more serious in certain places, let's just put it that way, uh, then things are going to fall away a lot faster. Now, the average person, and you go out and you start talking about it, especially men, it's all about this bravado of what's going to happen and you better buy canned food. And, and uh, well, my friend, you can't buy enough canned food or rice, or <laughs> you can't buy enough corned beef hash, and uh, you know to if you it, to survive the the onslaught of what could happen. Your corned beef hash ain't gonna be your corned beef hash ain't nothing but trash, <laughs> basically. <laughs> or your peanut butter or whatever. Yeah, you should buy some, but that'll be those. You know, the last meal you have will be peanut butter and crackers if you're lucky. You have to hope that at least some level of, uh, of structure remains. On the other hand, I think we nomads are really in, in the best shape to deal with a lot of this stuff because we've been dealing with, uh, you know, struggles. You know, what I've been trying to do is, um, is just save money. And one of the things that I decided, and this, this is what I, I was very upset today because the news didn't go as I thought it was going to go today. 
I don't need to get into why. I was I was I I realize I'm too close to it because after all the people that I've picked to listen to that uh, I think are experts or not experts, the, the the channels I don't watch, the channels I do watch, and why. After all of that, the news did not go like I wanted it to go today. And uh, I was upset. And so I just thought, I can't, so I went to Parker, I went to the Walmart, I washed my truck. You know, I kind of took things back to the blocks. It's like, what can you accomplish today? I had some business to take care of. I had some emails to send out. I've still got some tax things I got to take care of. And I had to figure out where are these things that uh, my accountant needs are, you know, pieces of paper, etc. But these were the minimum that I could do. I was going to do a lot of, I was going to do some podcasts. I was going to clean the truck. I was going to do all this other stuff. And I decided I'm going to Parker. I'm going to get my dry food supplies. I'm going to get my canned food. I've really become enamored of um, peaches and whipped cream or peaches and, and honey vanilla yogurt. So I got a bunch of cans of peaches, got some canned potatoes, which I really like, got, um, some camp meals, got some dry, uh, you know, a quick prep uh, oatmeal and some other things. And I was very satisfied because I got everything and I didn't spend a fortune and I didn't buy a bunch of extra crap that I don't want or need. And then I came back and I, I, I got myself a pair of um, tire covers. Well, actually, there's four of them. So they cover the tires so the sun doesn't sh- shine on the covers. I mean, the sun doesn't shine in the tires and deteriorate the rubber. So I got those and put those on and I got back and I was just, I was kind of depressed because things are not going the way I want them to go in the world, which tells you I'm paying too much attention, first of all. The second thing is, and I think this is very interesting. So you, when you're looking at something, you're trying to connect the dots and you're saying, this is where I think this is going to go and here's why. So if you use um if you if if you listen to someone like Marvin Minsky I think his name is and you hear him describe how the mind works or you hear him describe uh how we assess things and how we know things are true or not true which very often I'm not thinking along those lines we believe and this is the collective we a lot of nonsense these days we believe a lot of things that no one's ever proven to be true. We believe things that are really nothing more than superstitions in a lot of places. And if you if you apply any degree of logic to these things and you're trying to connect dots and you're saying, okay, this is my theory about where this stuff is going to end. You realize after a while how you because you could be right. Your little hypothesis, Bob Davis, could be right about all these things that you said, whatever they are. And again, I'm keeping this in a gauzy focus. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to go through the whole exercise, whether it's Ukraine, Russia or whatever. I, I think about these things because they're interesting, but I don't need to share them all the time anymore. What I'm sharing in this podcast is the fact that we're just being buffeted by this 
blatant propaganda all over the place and blatantly false statements. When you sit down and you can take everything you know and you can say logically, where does this go? And you test those theories. So you say, okay, this is your theory. You're going to test this now, and you're going to you're going to you're going to try to strengthen the theory through some demonstrable results that you can that you can see happen again and again and again. And here's something that I think uh, is very significant, especially if you're an impatient person such as myself. It takes a long time to get from point A to point B, especially economic. Any big economic change is going to take three to four years to play out. And I want it to play out next week because I want to move on to the next thing. The same is true with any geopolitical situation. It's going to take a number of... So you have to look at long-term trends. And one guy can't put videos out about every single thing that happens and be an authority, whether it's Jordan Peterson or this Peter Zeehan guy. I mean, you know... And, and one theory, the fourth turning, cannot explain every single thing that happens. And the resolution of saying this is true or that's true or that isn't true, but this is true, are, are something, it is something that's going to take many, many months to play out. So you got to take the day-to-day stuff with a grain of salt. I'm grateful that I can be here and feel, I feel so good being here. I also feel good being able to sit down at the end of the day and say, well, you know, this wasn't a great day, but I did the things I needed to do. Got to the Walmart, didn't spend a lot of money, didn't buy a bunch of uh, electrically powered, uh, solar powered lights to hang up, didn't get another chair, didn't buy a tent, because there was one there or whatever, got the things I needed, got out of there, washed my truck, got my little tire covers, came back, set everything up, made a can of hash, had some peaches and whipped cream, made some coffee. And the one thing I wanted to do was, was a podcast today. So that is what I've been thinking about, back channel and struggling to do podcasts that aren't about those things. But every now and then, I've got to talk about the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is, regardless of what these guys say on television, our lives really, right now, could change at a moment's notice. Hug your kids. Say a prayer. Say thank you for the sunshine. Say thank you for the beautiful fall colors. Thank you for the thunderstorm. And thanks for that can of chili or thanks for that can of hash or thank you for the great neighbors that I have out here and thank you for this wonderful campground that's free. Normally I would say, hey, if you want to donate to the Bob Davis Podcast, do so. My friend Mindy Collins still gave me a $20 donation. She's down there in Florida and her town is wrecked and she's trying to help as many people as she can down there. So um, here's what I'll say. And I, uh, sometimes I hate hearing people do this, but I'm going to do it. Make a contribution to somebody or try to help somebody in Florida for the time being. I, I, I appreciate all the donations I get. I really appreciate people subscribing to the Bob Davis podcast on iTunes. That doesn't cost you a cent. Do that. That really helps the feeds. 
And thanks for listening to Podcast 1073. Take it with a grain of salt and maybe some pepper. <gasps> it's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark.